0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 83, recorded August 30th, 2020. The topic for this episode is the Ishtar Collective. I will be your host this time. This is Hyven.
0: I am Elmist. and you said it wrong it's Guardians of
2: Lore
3: No don't ever say Sorry. it that way <laughs> No he said it right He said it right you're the one who does it wrong every single time
1: yep, yep.
2: Guardians of Lore Hi- Sorry
3: This is Mrs. Hyven This is Orchid
0: What even was that Hyven
3: it, You know <laughs> what it's better than your
2: <clears throat> it, was of a, lore. it was a, a theory, it was a it was a version of your introduction Oh man
3: you're, you're, you're some creepy introduction
2: so <laughs> yeah. welcome one and all uh our podcast news of course is that we always encourage feedback as you listen to the episodes you can send that feedback to twitter at guardians underscore lore is that how onus does this right uh, at <laughs> hey it's orchid at mrs underscore hyven and if i was elemist at um i am um oh crap i don't know my own name just kidding <laughs> right at i you. underscore oh. am right underscore Elemist. You can find him there. Listen to our episodes as he forgets his name quite commonly. You can also send us a good old-fashioned email, uh, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Find us on Instagram, guardians of lore. As also, you can review us uh, most of the places you find the podcast on your favorite podcast location and service Give us a review if you are so interested. We also have a Discord. You can find that in the show notes. You can find that on our Twitter. Uh, But you are welcome to come join, hang out, um, discuss lore, randomness. Just a pretty friendly community. So come on over there. Uh, You can also find our info at thelornetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators from a wide breadth of lore, not just Destiny. So we will get right into this week at Guardians of Lore. Art Twoggle, and I'm curious, Orchid, you have a mini Chuck in your house now. How, when did this When did this happen? It's
1: Delilah, you bitch.
2: <laughs> I'm so curious. What in the world Green happened? I thought they were living outside.
3: No, Green Eyed Music Lover decided Chuck Jr. is named Delilah, um, and I have had no other name submissions, so that seems to be the name of it, even though I've just been calling it Chuck Jr., and it works pretty well. Um so the baby possum, Chuck is nowhere to be seen at this point. Baby Possum has now learned that it can come into my house and look really pathetic and the cats will let it eat their food even though I put the food away at night. So it just comes in earlier now. I'm like that's great. They're getting smarter as the generations move on.
2: How does it is it getting in exactly?
3: Um, it got locked in the garage. Because I fixed the cat door that goes outside, but I didn't fix the one inside because I don't want to hear it constantly smacking whenever cats come in and out. So, baby Chuck is just in the garage, so I am its only source of food.
2: You could let like him out. <laughs> or her. I could actually just leave the leave. door
3: open today and hope that it just like moses on out.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a weird so. turn of events is it's
3: um chuck a shows up one.
2: chuck gets in fight with your cat your cats are like we're scared we'll take care of your child child gets <laughs> locked in your house <laughs> right pretty much yeah
3: and abusive uh,
2: the, relationship cats raise baby uh, possum
3: th- the worst part is that baby possum fits under my oh, oven Delilah.
2: I saw that photo. That was, or I couldn't and tell if it was an oven or a dishwasher or what it was. It's
3: my oven. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Washer baby seat. Chuck, uh, Delilah now goes under my oven uh, when it is running away from me, not my cats, because I was, um, going to the kitchen for some tea last night probably like 11 o'clock and i'm just standing there and like it's just eating out of the cat food bowl and pickles is sitting five feet away watching it like allowing it to happen (laughs) like pickles just he the the hierarchy in the house goes toki baby chuck pickles and then me Because, obviously, I'm the one that's allowing all this to happen. And I also clean up their poop. So
2: Obviously, that's how it works. That's how it works. (laughs) The cats are always
3: above the humans in the house. And apparently, the possum is above pickles. So, that's my, yeah. So, Chuck likes, baby Chuck likes to hide under my oven. And then, like, poke its little head out to, like, see when we're gone. So, it can go back and finish eating its food. That's kinda of <sighs> Yeah. Just make sure baby Chuck, Chuck,
2: baby Delilah does not uh grow too big and get him her or herself stuck under the oven.
3: It flattens <laughs> like a uh, pancake. Like I don't know how it happens. I swear to god possums are like half cat.
2: Are possums considered rodents? Because rodents can get into things the size of yeah. their like,
0: skull.
1: No, yeah. They're really
0: I, I think that they're considered rodents. It's yeah.
1: really cute. Definitely rodent adjacent, yeah. yeah definitely
2: rodent adjacent. that body ventriloquist mm-hmm. rodent. Uh, well, good luck with that.
3: Oh, god, that sounds like fun! <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen pictures of um baby chuck, you can look on my uh Twitter. I have a lot, I have video too.
2: nice all right yep. well we also have another review mrs hyven do you want to read our reviews
1: yep. this is courtesy of pod bean from RoCosta, 1172 sorry that's my <laughs> best attempt there um They said that they think the only criticism is podcast begins half an hour into the podcast. I think that's my only criticism about you guys. You spend way too much time shooting the shit between yourselves before getting on into topic, which, yes, we do. Uh, Do you know what, Percosa? (laughs) We do have a toggle that's supposed to only be 20 minutes.
3: Do you know what, Percosa? You have a fast forward button. Fucking use it. (laughs) Use it, bro. If you don't want to no, listen to yes, it, yes, we do. We have a toggle that's it.
1: only supposed to be 20 minutes, and um, sometimes we obviously go more than that. But on the topic of this, we have recently been utilizing the feature that the Lore Network has given us, which is uploading our show notes, which allows me to insert timestamps. Um. And so you can actually use that tool yourselves to go look and find the timestamps to see exactly when we start reading the lore cards. So if you don't want to hear us shooting the shit and you don't want to just sit here and like meanderlingly fast forward, yeah, that was a weird word, fast forwarding through it, hoping to find the right spot, you can go to the lore network and find exactly the timestamp where we start reading the lore card. And, and we can you probably can actually throw skip through all of the, our uh, shit.
2: in the. Um- <laughs> The sh- podcast details of the episode. We could even throw timestamps in. Yeah. What am I? What's so, yeah. What's the script? What's that called? You know what I'm saying. Someone knows the what I'm saying. The episode overview. Yeah, information. Yeah. We might even Additionally,
1: in there, so. we shouted out last week, um, Star Scream from our Discord, and because you can like tag to the episode he on podbean went in and tagged to the episode and said you guys love you guys and gals to death keep up the great work
2: thank you very much
1: so and um to rocosta thank you we actually have always said if you have any construction criticism to let us know and so as such we probably aren't going to ever fully stop shooting this shit it's just we get you should hear and talk the amount
2: much. of shit that doesn't always make it that gets cut yeah uh, as <laughs> we sit here and talk for a half hour before we start so
1: this exactly. is yeah we'll try to keep the toggle to 20 such, minutes that
2: was our original goal
1: we also will be like i said putting up timestamps now so that you guys can skip to where you want to go yeah. um so we hope that that helps uh you enjoy your listening experience more while also still offering what other people have also enjoyed and just trying to do our best all around. Mm-hmm. Also there's a fast forward button.
2: It's really hard to skip Yeah, but I will admit that it's
1: to... annoying to fast forward. Yeah. Even when I'm trying that to find the timestamps, the only reason it it's easy for me is cuz I roughly know like the conversation we've already had to know where to like skip through this to. That's true.
2: Yeah, I listen to podcasts while I'm working <laughs> I'm on like saws and stuff, so I don't really have the opportunity to stop. Granted, I don't know what how everyone listens to their podcasts. Some people do have the opportunity to fast forward easier. But... Yeah,
1: most people are just cutting on saws. That's exactly that's how I got exactly it. You know, that's, that's how we all listen to podcasts. We cut on saws. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: But no, we appreciate the uh, the review, and uh, yeah, like I said, Thank you. we will work on probably just doing what we ever originally planned on. We're gonna we'll keep our twoggle. 'Cause it's just some uh some fun to 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 get us into the topic. We'll shoot for our fifteen twenty-ish my oh. minute. Unless something amazing happens, then we we'll probably have to go a little longer.
1: Um but to stay on topic in our toggle, you guys, uh Orchid tweeted out on our Guardians of Lore page. Uh yes, to ten hours ago. Uh <laughs> says, Ishtar collective, anything you wanna know, that's a thing we're doing. Um One person just posted "Welcome back, Dr. Shim." Dot. 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 With an interesting looking (laughs) GIF. Um, and Taylor B. Taylor B. Responded by saying, "Tell us more about Ishtar frames. Were they built like slash bum frames we see in places like the Tower?"
2: That is a good question. We will get to that actually at the very, very end of the story.
1: And. So is this a a one-part episode today?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep.
1: Okay. So Taylor B., you'll get that answer today, not next week. That'll
2: be a nice standalone. (laughs) Yep, yep. Sweet. Well, we have one last thing. Orchid has been experiencing Halo, I do believe, for the first time. I'm just curious. Yes. Overall thoughts on the game.
3: Uh, As Destiny lovers, we
2: got a lot of Halo lovers.
3: (laughs) As I, I started playing it because um I'll, I have several people that watch me I wouldn't say regularly but once in a while that are from um Mylan's stream and he recently ran through all the Haloes because he'd never played Halo and I'd never played Halo so I was watching excitedly because I'm like, Oh well, I can finally sort of laterally you have experience seen it all. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it all. So I can like laterally experience Halo a little bit. Um, but whenever he'd get into the game, like 45 minutes later is when I'm leaving work and then I have to like cook dinner and I have my own stream to get ready for and have other stuff to do. So I would only be able to catch like the beginnings of all of his streams. Like very rarely can I hop in at the end as well. Um, so (laughs) the, I started playing Halo Reach first because chat bullied me into playing Halo because I rage quit Splinter Cell Double Agent because it's a terrible game. Like, I, del- I can't comment. I, I deleted yeah. it off of my Xbox in the middle of my stream while everyone
2: watched. <laughs> nice.
3: Yeah, that's how much I like that game. Yeah, that's definitely the
1: definition of rage. Right? Yeah, I, I rage
3: quit <laughs> the game so much I deleted it from my hard drive. I never want to play it again. Uh, <laughs> it's just not good. Um, the... So yeah, we started with Reach because it's like story-wise it's first, but it was like so emotional and so good. And the gameplay was really hard to get used to because buttons are not where I expect them to be. (laughs) But I got better as like time went on. So
2: It is kind of crazy. I think like I play, let's say I play a bunch of Destiny now and I'm like, ah, it feels like, you know, like riding a bike. It's what I'm used to. Then I go back to Halo and I'm like, oh wait, all control schemes have not always been the same. And I'm like, oh crap, this is how I used to play? This used to be my main control scheme. Mm -hmm. I didn't sprint. I'm like, oh God, melee has been different through all the halos. You had like B, you have bumper, you Mm -hmm. have stick click. I hate stick click. Yeah, I've forgotten. That's why I love the Master Chief collection because you can set control schemes for all of them to at least match so that's what
3: i like so i'm i'm having a good time with that at least um but yeah so we finished reach and it made me cry a lot and um yeah Yeah. i'm playing normal halo and someone's like hey hit the select button for me and i'm like oh god these graphics they hurt me so bad
2: oh yeah that's cool right you can (laughs) see the original versus the the updated graphics i'm trying to get mrs hyven to play i downloaded it she had said she would play it with me, and I think Elemist was going play to join us too at some it's point. So, good. so, we're supposed to play through the story. But, Orchid, since you enjoy a good story, if you enjoyed Reach and you're enjoying Halo, you mm-hmm. should read a couple of the books.
3: That's what everyone's saying. They should read the books, but then they're saying I won't like Halo Reach after I read the books.
2: You still will. Every, I...
3: every person I've talked to that's like, no, like. Bungie did blah, 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 and, like, wrecked Halo because Reach was a big middle finger to Microsoft or something for multiple people. I think they're, okay. like, lore people, and so they're irritated well, about
2: Well, the, the book is fantastic, yeah. and the game is fantastic, so I don't know exactly what their critique is. Yeah, I'm sure you could get you could get super meta on uh, not being perfect, but not all I the games it. are The Fall of Reach. I mean, all the books. Sorry. There's a lot of books, so... I'll probably
3: go. I'll probably read the books eventually. Um, currently, I'm reading like the Federalist Papers. I think.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I enjoyed Fall of Reach because it really does to kind of tie you into the game. Sure, maybe it's not perfect, but uh, it's quite good. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of them. I've read a lot of them, not all of them. I was trying to see if I could find a favorite one, but yeah, give them a go if you like the Halo universe. The books are fantastic. Yeah. And then you will see no, why everyone so wants fun. books for Destiny.
3: Oh, my God. I want Destiny. Well, I just read fan fiction for Destiny instead. And it's usually like some hunter falls in love with Cade. And then they like hold hands and go do you know, shit and together. And die together. God, no. That would be really depressing. <laughs> I don't want them to die together. But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with Halo. And I can't wait to play cool. more. I played for eight hours on stream yesterday. That was a mistake. But also, I didn't want to stop playing.
0: <laughs> that's pretty much how I feel whenever I play Halo
3: it's so good it's so good I wish my brothers let me actually play it when I was a kid it's not that we didn't have it it's that I never got my turn on the Xbox. Xbox. Ekbok
2: So that's why Mrs. Hyvin never played video games until we got married she wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to with her cousin and her brother yep All right. Well, anyone have any other exciting things they want to share? Nothing. Nothing for me here.
0: I've been practicing solo flawless prophecy.
3: I got the solo flawless prophecy. Very nice. I did
1: it.
2: I've been working on playing the game.
1: Good job. Finally got around to hitting the soft cap for light level. Yeah. Have you guys finished your armor yet? No. I didn't even
3: start. I'm not going to. <laughs> even gave it to me and I was like fuck that. I
2: decided I'm not <laughs> going to even after I was playing with some friends who've been who play like every day and some of them were like I'm not even doing it. I was like okay, I don't feel too bad then. But now I don't think I'm going to do the armor. I'm not actually a fan of the look this season for the Titan. I don't like the big feathery helmet. Um I liked the last couple seasons, so.
3: I love the emblem, so I'm going to finish my armor just so I can get it.
2: I have some couple unique emblems that I really, really love that I'll probably never change, so I'm not too worried. Well, oh, I uh, love that there's a couple of Saint-14 emblems that everyone probably has, which is really cool. But there's a uh, Cade emblem. It's an, oh, it's an Ace of Spades emblem that you oh, used yeah. to have to grab from yeah. the planetary chests. This you true. can't get anymore. So a lot of people I'll play yeah. with are like, oh, where'd you get that? I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of like a year one to two kind of thing. No, it was so a year one thing. That. It was, yeah. Yep. Um, yep.
0: I got done with my armors in like the first week.
3: That's gross. There's a lot of gambit you had to do. I just finished my last gambit last night. You know I the sad part it. is
2: I finished the gambit and then I gave up from there. That's the sad part. I just don't feel like so running. Sad. I don't. I also don't like running straight because that's
0: the worst part of it.
3: Well, I didn't realize the strikes that you had to have, like, your light or your subclass match the day of subclass and not the weekly strike bullshit subclass. And so Mm -hmm. I was getting kills. I'm like, why am I not getting any kills?
2: It is rough. It is rough. Yeah. So I don't know. I I tried the Grandmaster this week with some people. We got, like, halfway through. It got really Garden late.
3: world, so hard.
2: It was rough, so we didn't finish it. That was the first one I ever tried. I was like, "This is interesting." So, yeah. I'm waiting for all of them to be
0: on a, a selectable rotation, mm-hmm. um, because then it's Pick I'm just gonna want. take a week. I'm just gonna take a week and grind all six of them out for Conqueror. Cool,
2: cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to getting a little bit more details on the new expansion. I'm hoping that that will. Revitalize my love to play i'm sure it is we're trying to go into the raid when it first comes out so but until then i've just been playing some other stuff uh if you're planning on going into the raid you should
0: make sure you get some scourge armor um and go for the fallen mods fallen armor mints and fallen barrier barrier i
2: think i have all the mods what's why scourge armor specifically any reason
0: because you can put fallen armaments and fallen barrier on it,
2: yeah, and you, other you stuff, can, though.
0: and you can also put some of the taken stuff on it as well. Yeah,
2: it's a good good transition period to handle a lot of yep. the mods you need. Nice.
3: I was using my last wish armor to get through prophecy because I had to, because I had all taken. Oh, armaments the taken and taken Like taken barrier and taken whatever on.
2: Smart. Yeah, smart lady. Look at you. Also,
3: Hive Barrier is good, too.
2: Yeah, I never
0: really understood that.
3: I don't understand that, but someone told me to put it on, and I did, and then I died less. So, something to try?
2: Cool. Well, that's it for Twoggle, then. Unless someone else has anything else. We will move right into our topic and look at that, guys. 18 minutes, bam! We're killing it. Brief intro into the topic. Uh, <laughs> these are actually Grimmar cards given to us from collecting dead ghosts in D1. I do believe this might be the first D1 quote unquote book we've done. No, wait. Um, oh my God, we did Eris's team. And
0: Books of Sorrow.
2: Yeah, Books of Sorrow is technically D1. You're right. But yeah, no, we did. You're right. We did the Crow to Fire team. So this is be our our technically kind of like our second um, non-just-like book. Just good old-school Grimoire entries. Uh, and this story, this introduces the Ishtar, Ishtar Collective. And that is, as we've said in our last couple episodes, the group of scientists, not the amazing lore site. Uh, if you want to know what happens after this, go back and listen to episodes 81 and 82 for the book aspect but as a nice prequel on who in the world the people are in that book we present you the ishtar collective so without further ado this is one of my favorite stories we will get right into our lore book readings
1: Okay, so I'm going to start the lore book reading by reading Ghost Fragment and Vex, but the next two books have dialogue of all four of the Ishtar collective team. So we're going to be splitting those up with each of us reading a character. I am going to be reading Chioma Essie and Orchid. I'll be Who will you be? Oh, I'll be reading uh, Maya
3: Sundarish. Alamist.
0: I am Dr. Shim.
1: Medicine woman. His eyes got
0: real crazy. be when he
2: said Dwayne that. <laughs> Magneta.
1: All right. So we will break up the two books. We'll let you know when we start reading the second one for because we'll obviously talk between the first and the second. Remar- Sorry, cards. cards. Um, for the first card, it will just be Orkin and I. So we will be reading Ghost Fragment Bex. So from the records of the Ishtar Collective. Maya, I need your help. I don't know how to fix this. What is it? She almost said, Tell me. I figured out what's happening inside the specimen. 12, the operational VEX
3: platform. That's incredible. You must know what that means. So it's not good or you'd be on my side of the desk and it's not urgent or you'd already have evacuated the site, which means...
1: I have a working interface with the specimen's internal environment. I can see what it's thinking.
3: In metaphorical terms, of course, the cognitive architectures are so...
1: No, I don't need any kind of epistemology bridge. Are you telling me it's human? A human, like, Merkwalt?
3: Human qualia?
1: I'm telling you it's full of humans. It's thinking about us. About- oh, no. It's simulating us. Vividly. Elaborately. It's running a spectacularly high-fidelity model of a collective research team studying a captive VEX entity
3: how deep does it go
1: right now the simulated maya sundress is meeting with the simulated chioma essie to discuss an unexpected problem
3: there's no divergence
1: that's impossible it doesn't have enough information it inferred it works from what it sees and it infers the rest i know that feels unlikely but it obviously has capabilities we don't it may have reached our shared virtual workspace The neural links could have given it data. The simulations have interiority?
3: Subjectivity?
1: I can't know that until I look more closely. But they act like us.
3: Or inside it. By any reasonable philosophical standard, we are
1: inside that VEX. Unless you take a particularly ruthless approach to the problem of causal forks, yes, they are us. Call a team meeting. The other you has to.
3: Well, um, as, as the resident fun. scientist here, this is like a nightmare of epic proportions. You don't want something suddenly running um, a bunch of simulations creating actual living beings. Because we know how that works out having red Aspect last week and the week before.
1: We know how that works out with every sci fi movie I ever.
3: Know. Fucking awful. Right? This is why we shouldn't have AI, because AI is just every single time. It, it whoa, whoa, mad. whoa.
1: Don't you take my goddamn Alexa from me.
3: Alexa's a VI, <laughs> not an AI.
1: I don't know what the fuck she is, but she does my shopping list and I like
2: Your it. Your RTX voice is an AI.
0: Alexa oh. doesn't okay. think for you.
1: That's what you think. Toki keeps jumping We're on, on my Koki desk. <laughs> He Grab a Toki, throw it away. Grab
2: a Toki, throw it away.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: How toky. many times can you throw Toki away? One, Chocolate two, pussy. three, four. two, <laughs> <four>. pussy. <laughs> Is that what you okay.
2: just I
3: did. <laughs> uh, well, let's keep reading to find out. Wait, thoughts on I the said, card. Yeah, right. Thoughts on the card, yeah.
2: So, yeah, these are two of, of our four team. Um, and we see that they are studying Vex when they find a Vex studying them. And at this moment, they found out that the Vex are simulating them perfectly. If you, as we mentioned, have listened to the past episodes, you might know why that's a big deal. If not, they'll elaborate on why that is such a big deal. But yeah, I also love your two reading because, like, you guys just had an extra level of, like, snarky and sass in there. <laughs> that made me.
3: I just feel like that's how they were talking. That's exactly how they're talking because they're scientists. <laughs> they're I, feel I would, Work assholes. together. No, I
2: liked it. In my mind, it was always a little bit more of a serious, slightly like scared. Yours was more like angry and snarky. I, I liked it. It was unique. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's
1: how they, they are. That's how I I read and hear Maya with a lot of sass for sure. And if Chioma's going to be her partner, she needs to equally have that fucking sass.
2: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, That's
1: true.
0: Yeah. Now the thing I was gonna Isn't ask it was fun.
1: How like different people read different things with like various perspectives. Oh yeah,
2: completely. It's also, when you hear it out loud, it's completely different than your internal like monologue. And and that's yeah. that's
0: why I have fun with some of the rants, some of the yelling.
1: <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, I I think Hyvin touched on it. Were they were they studying the Vex, or were the Vex studying them?
2: They were inside. There were humans inside. Of the Vex. What was that line? That was my favorite right there. Where is it?
0: We're inside Uh, it. By any reasonable philosophical standard, we are inside
2: that Vex. Well, at the very, very top, it was like, there are humans inside that thing. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's full of humans. That's not what you want to hear in a sci-fi movie. Right. It's full of humans. (laughs)
1: Right. Even reading that, I was like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, that's another <laughs> level. You're reading it and you're like, well, um, damn.
1: <laughs> like, this card is only going to get better. <laughs> this card
3: is a ghost fragment, Vex 2. And we will be having, um, Mrs. Hyven will continue to read, um, Chioma Essie, and I will continue as Biasandrash, Elimus, who will you be reading?
0: Dr. Shim.
3: Medicine and, woman.
0: And I'm Dwayne.
3: <laughs> the Lock <Walk> Johnson.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. No, we'll see. This poor Dwayne's not... not no. Poor Dwayne. Making I minute. don't
3: know why, but Shim just sounds like it should be Dr. Shim, medicine woman. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: Because it's Dr. Doc- it's Dr. Quinn. Gosh. <laughs> I know. It does I'm sound sorry. like that, though. Anyway, okay.
3: Okay. Um, from the records of the Ishtar Collective. So
1: that's the situation as we know it. To the best of my understanding.
0: Well, I'll be a
1: warning. Warning.
0: This is extremely warning. The thing
2: has us over a barrel.
3: Yeah, we're in a difficult position.
2: I don't understand. So it's simulating us. It made virtual copies of us. How does that give it power?
1: It controls the simulation. It can hurt our simulated selves. We wouldn't feel that pain, but rationally speaking... We have to treat an identical copy's agony as identical to our own.
3: It's God in there. It can simulate our torment forever. If we don't let it go, it'll put us through hell.
2: We have no causal connection to the mindset of those sims. They aren't us. Just copies. We have no obligation to them.
1: Oh, shit. That's me. Sorry. You can't seriously... Your own self.
2: Warning.
0: Idiot. Think. Think. If it can run one simulation, maybe it can run more than one. And there will only ever be one reality. Play the odds. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Odds are that we aren't our own originals. Odds are that we exist in one of the Vex simulations right now.
1: Didn't think of that. <sighs>
2: I had fun with Shim. My that favorite part about that last is...
1: Oh, the next card is dialogue, Orchid too. did a fantastic
2: job with the last Sundaresh, just heavy sigh. In my mind, I always hear a head desk <laughs> there indistinctive percussive sound. <laughs> I, <laughs> right? If I Is had that...
3: space in front of me, I would have done a head Yeah, test,
2: right? That's what I've always heard in my head. That's hand. why I put
3: my like... elbow on the table to make a sound.
2: Just <laughs> that
0: that serious...
2: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Um, no, this explains their situation perfectly. The fact that the Vex are simulating them. They don't know if they are a simulation or not yep i mean for all we know this could be 22.17 i love
3: you reading dwayne mcnia's line oh oh.
2: (laughs) yeah that's exactly how
3: i hear it in my head too like oh no
2: (laughs) yeah he just realized why he was an idiot yeah <laughs> most of these the best part about this whole story is Dwayne doing something dumb or being scared and shim just cussing him out that's that's what we have to look forward to pretty much i, I just love it well because it is i guess it you can't i guess oh, like, yeah. you would think he would know this probably as a simia i guess i don't know what he's technically assigned to stuff but he is studying simulations so he's got to have knowledge on this but he doesn't, quite, he doesn't quite get it. In his head, he's like, computer programs, why does it matter if they get hurt? And then they're like, think about it. If only that could one be us. of these simulations is real, how do you know you're the real one? And he's just like, oh. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now, the thing so that gets me is... Situation.
0: The thing that gets me is an infinite number of Dwayne's just came to that realization at the exact same time. Yep. Oh,
2: it's too much too much Dwayne
0: <laughs> no
3: there right. has to be some simulations where he doesn't realize that
2: you would think where he think, still well, doesn't like get where it
3: where he still like doesn't get it
2: Yeah, that's the thing are these simulations like the infinite universes where every possibility happens or so far it sounds like the Vex at this point are like just perfectly simulating them and it's it's more of a when do they diverge I guess is the question We know eventually they do because we're gonna get into that later. But I was curious. Like, I I always thought of them as like they look in and they just it's like a you ever like mirror like your you do like a screen and screen on your computer and it just like or you like you have a mirror Mm -hmm. and a mirror facing each other and you just look Mm -hmm. down them forever. That's kind of what I envision when you're uh, looking into this Vex network. Yeah. Super trippy.
0: I don't have anything else, so Mm-mm. let's just move on. Ghost Fragment Vex 3. We're all still keeping our same roles, so. Exactly.
1: Yep, yep.
2: If you started in Vex 3, start from the beginning of the episode or Vex 1, then you'll know the roles. We don't have to read them either. every single
0: time. Right. No. Yeah. Right. From the records of the Ishtar Collective.
1: I have a plan. If you have a plan, then so does your sim, and the Vex know about it.
2: Does it matter? If we're in Vex hell right now, there's nothing we can-
0: Stop talking about real and unreal. All realities are programs executing laws. Subjectivity is all that matters.
3: We have to act as if we're in the real universe, not what's simulated by the specimen. Otherwise, we
1: might as well give up. Your sim self is saying the same thing. Geoma, love, please hush. It doesn't help.
2: Maybe the simulations are just billboards. Maybe they don't have interiority. It's bluffing. I wish someone would simulate you shutting up.
3: If we're sims, we exist in the pocket of the universe that the Vex specimen is able to simulate with its onboard brain power. If we're real, we need to get outside that bubble. We call for help. That's right. We bring in someone smarter than the specimen, someone too big to simulate and predict, a war mind.
0: In the real world, the war mind will be able to behave in ways the vex can't simulate. It's too smart. The war mind may be able to get into the vex and
2: rescue us. If we try, won't the vex torture us for eternity? or just erase us?
3: It may simply erase us, but I feel that's preferable to the alternatives.
1: I agree.
0: Once we try to make the call, the Vex may react. So let's all savor this last moment of stability. I love you. (laughs) You two are adorable.
2: I wish I'd taken that job at Clovis.
0: Oof. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's a big oof,
2: <laughs> right? Probably not, though. A lot of st- you could have ended up as a science experiment, as the science experiment on the table at Clovis. So being a vex experiment's not much, much different. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So one of the big things here for me. Well, first of all, they decide that the only way to determine if they are the real ones and cannot be tortured by the Vex is to get out of the simulation. And they theorize that they if they are able to bring in a warmind, then they can basically bring in something that the Vex cannot simulate. However, that brings into question, I maybe mean not into question, but more of a fear is the fact that the warmind is smarter and more complex in the human brain at this point. Yeah. And we just hand Rasputin, like, all the power in the universe quite often. So.
3: Yeah, we really do.
2: Can be kind of scary. There is some interesting story. I don't think it's a lore book. It's a collection of cards that talk about... Uh, is it a book where Rasputin is actually created? Um, I We got it no, around... No, a, a bunch of lore tabs. Yeah, okay. So there's a bunch of lore tabs all... When you put them all together, you get a very interesting story. They're not all chronological, but uh, it's a quite interesting story. But just know that this would be Rasputin. Uh, At the time of this reading, they did say a war mine. Back then, we used to think each planet might have their own. Uh, We now know it's really just Rasputin and his sub-mines. But yeah, they decided to bring in Rasputin because Rasputin was more complicated than, what, four human brains. So yeah, pretty crazy. And and to go off of the whole, you know, a
0: Warmind thing, I wonder if that's just like an in-universe
2: misunderstanding of the war mind. Yeah, it could just be like some type of AI. It would be like smart AI in this well, universe. Well, like,
0: everybody talks about the Warmind and sub-minds and everything, and, and like, the Ishtar Collective is not part of Clovis Bray, so they're not given full details on everything. So I wonder if it's just they're getting information like the public does and they're like oh so we've got war minds all over the place
2: oh that's true yeah you're thinking maybe they just want to bring in a war mind and even they don't know there's only one
0: yeah yeah
2: i also yeah now i'm theorizing you know in, in the halo universe you have dumb ai and smart ai which basically in our real world would be con Compared to like, or in some games too, like V I versus A I, virtual intelligence versus artificial intelligence. I almost wonder if at some level, Warmind just refers to that smart A I or that like true A I, something that can think independently um, on it on its own, like programming. However, you want to you want to say it, and maybe they do have access to something like that. But I really like your thought too that just they know that war Warminds exist, but they don't really maybe know exactly. How many. I mean, clearly, I, I, as we're gonna continue on, they have access to it, so because I figured Whatever I mean that's a
0: that's a Clovis Bray product. They're gonna keep a lot of the information about it to themselves.
2: That is true. But we do see a little bit here, and also we'll find, see a little bit more at the very very end, is that um there's some collaboration between the Ishtar Collective and Clovis Bray. I mean, even the fact that Dwayne states that his his uh Whatever his experience is, he could have gotten a job at either of these two places. So, we see a lot of the work they're doing could be kind of interchangeable. But, yeah.
0: Now, we actually go back to single entries instead of dialogue. Yep, yep.
2: All right. So, wait a second. imagine
0: and actually, I think this next entry still has some dialogue.
2: Should we? We don't, I don't know if we have to. You, it does have the like, the narrator in the reading, okay. right?
3: We'll just let's just read it. Okay. You'll do it justice, Ivan.
2: Oh, so much pressure. But I need your kissing sounds or just, I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I was wondering what you're going to do for indistinct like love noise.
0: <laughs> That's why I said. Right.
2: I love you. I,
3: love you. <laughs> I wasn't going to make kissing noises.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could be hug sounds. Not that hugs make a lot of sounds. How
3: do you make hug sounds? Just like rub your shirt on the microphone?
2: like. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, y- you. I don't know. It's. It's uh, it's dealer's choice. Indistinct sounds that ends with you two are adorable. Could be dry humping for all you know.
3: Dry hump. You're so adorable. I love you.
2: I all right, love I'm you. done. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> well, now that the pressure's on. All right, we'll be moving on to Ghost Fragment Vex Four. Maya Chioma, Dwayne McNita, and Shim decide to have a picnic before they send themselves into infinity. Up here, they have to act by biomechanical proxy. No human being in the Ishtar Academy has ever crossed the safety cordon and walked the ancient stone under the citadel. The vex construct that stabs up out of the world to injure space and time. It's not safe. The cellular VEX elements are infectious, hallucinogenic, and entheogenic. The informational VEX elements are more dangerous yet, and there could be semiotic hazards beyond them, aggressive ideas, VEX who exist without a substrate. Even now, operating remote bodies by neural link The team's thoughts are relayed through the warmine, who saved them, sandboxed and scrubbed for hazards. Their real bodies are safe in the academy, protected by distance and neural firewall. But they walk together in proxy, pressed close, huddled in awe. Blue-green light, light the color of an ancient sea, washes over them. Each of their explorer bodies carries a slim computer. Inside, 227 of that's weird, 227 of copies of okay. Inside, 227 of copies of their own minds wait. Patient and paused for dispersal. I wonder where it came from, Dwayne McNeil says. Of course. He's the one to break the revenant silence. The Citadel. I wonder if it was here before the Traveler changed Venus. It could have been latent, Geoma Essie suggests. She's the leader. She kept them together when it seemed like they faced actual eternal torture. She pulled them through. Seated in the crust, waiting for a period of geological quiescence so it could grow. Dr. Sims shrugs. I think the traveler did something paracausal to Venus, something that cut across space and time. The Citadel seems to come from the past of a different Venus than our own. It doesn't have to make any sense by our logic, any more than the moon's new gravity. Maya Sundaresh walks at the center of the group. She's been too quiet lately. What happened to them? wasn't her fault, and maybe she'll believe that soon. What could you do with it? She murmurs, staring up. If you understood it. Chuma puts an arm around her. That's what we're going to find out. Where the Citadel can send us. Whether we can come back. They're not us anymore. Maya looks down at herself, at the cache of her self-forks, We're not going anywhere. We're sending them. They're diverging. They rescued themselves from the inside of a Vex mine, 227 copies of themselves, untortured and undamaged. Those copies voted, all unanimously, to be dispatched into the Vex information network as explorers. When Maya and Chioma look at each other, they can tell they're each wondering the same thing. How many of them will stay together, wherever they go? How many fork Mayas and fork Chiomas will fall out of love? How many will end up bereaved, grieving? How many will be happy, like them? Chioma tries a little smile. Maya smiles back, haltingly, and then, sighing, unable to stop herself, Grins a big, stupid grin, and everything is okay grin. Shin makes a loud, obnoxious, aww, at them. Dwayne McNita is still thinking about paracausality and doesn't notice. They climb. When they find the vex aperture they plan to use, they overlay the luminous stone in ancient brassy machines with images of sun and sand. They set up the transmitters and interfaces that will translate 227 simulations of the four of them into Vex language, into the tangled pathways of the Vex network, to see what's out there and maybe come home. In the metaphor they've chosen, setting up the equipment is like laying out the picnic. In the metaphor they've chosen, they look like themselves, not hardened explorer proxies like people. Do you think, Dwayne McNita begins, halting, that you could use this place to change things? If you regretted something, could you find a way through the Citadel, go back and change it? I wish I could go back and change you into someone else, Dr. Shim grouses. Choma's shaking her head. She knows physics. Time is self-consistent, she says. I think it's like the story of the merchant and the alchemist. You could go back and watch something or be part of something, but if you did, then that was the way it always happened. Maybe you could bring something back to now, something you needed. Maya runs a hand across the surface of the Vex aperture, feeling it with sensors 10,000 times as precise as a human hand. These proxy bodies are limited. They crash and need resetting every few hours. They struggle with latency. They can't hold much long-term memory. But they'll get better. Or go forward and learn something vital. If you know how to control it, how to navigate across space and time. So it's just a way to make everything more complicated. Dwayne McNead sighs doesn't fix anything. Nothing ever does. I should have taken that job at, you would have hated it at Clovis, Dr. Shim says. We both know you're happier here. Duane McNeil stands stunned by this courtesy. And then they both pretend to ignore each other. The four of them set up the interface. Their stored copies wake up and prepare for the journey so that as they work, they find themselves surrounded by the mental phantasms of themselves. 227 Mayas and Chiomas knocking helmets and smiling. 227 Dr. Shims making cynical bets with each other about how long they'll last. 227 Dwayne McNitas blowing goodbye kisses to the sweet golden sun. 227 of them Shaking hands, smiling, making ready to explore.
1: Card was so long. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So in this card, we see that they they find their their copies in the Vex network and whatnot, and apparently, they all decide some two hundred and something of them decide. That they're going to go be spies in the Vex network?
2: They're going to be explorers.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't call them spies. I think they're explorers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they call themselves explorers. Because at this
0: point, they don't know that the Vex are malignant or or, uh, malicious. That's the word.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're muted. Telling Alexa to turn my bedroom light on. Gotcha. I
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you're on the on the right path. They are going to look at it, but they are not necessarily spies. They they hold to the fact that they I still, still find are scientists. It odd that they
1: all unanimously decided that yes, this was something they wanted to but do. But they're scientists. They're scientists.
2: We do shitty
3: weird things.
2: Yeah, you know, they've made it their like life goal to, like, study the Vex. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't oh, be so on... Uh, sure. You're not familiar with be Venus alive. because you never played. It doesn't exist right now. And D1, if anyone has played I D1, you will be familiar with this, but you probably aren't if you've never played it before. Venus is basically the, like, Vex planet when you play there. So, um, yep. it's, I mean, there are other... I believe they're Fallen also there, but for the most part, yeah. the Vex mm-hmm. kind of just, like, roam Venus. That's, like... It's a, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful planet. If you've never seen it, go play oh, D1 or find oh, some it's photos. so beautiful. Venus it's is very so beautiful. It's so But yeah, it is totally... When you get on there, it just feels like a place that you would have like a VEX science experiment, especially when you're running through some of the old facilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. In the same way, if you ever run through Mars, I guess that's more in D1, but some in D2, you see all the Clovis Bray facilities. Ve- Venus is kind of... it's That's like just the Ishtar Collective facilities. So these are scientists who have made it their life goal to study and... They freed their copies. And remember, at this point, they are all kind of on the same page also. Because as we just said, as they're about to send them off, that's when they're about to diverge. Up till this point, they're pretty much been doing, living, and experiencing the same thing. So it actually would make sense if the four main people, the four originals can agree. It would make sense that their copies would also all agree. And that does make sense. But yeah, uh, um, this also goes into the question that you, um, I don't remember who asked it, but we're asking about exos, Mrs. Ivan, at the beginning of the episode.
1: Oh, you mean the frames? Yeah. Taylor B. Yeah, that was uh, Taylor B.
2: What was that question again? Carter. Now that this, this is where it fits in.
1: Let me pull it up. Nobody told me that I needed to prepare. Well, this. I told
2: you it was going to be at the end.
1: <laughs> this is not the end.
2: It's one card off. If you Well, the next card is... This is the end of this. The next card is a love letter. Story. Yes.
1: Oh, okay, fine. Uh, were they built like Slash from frames we see in places in the tower? All
2: right. So these frames that they're using, uh, they don't actually refer to them as frames. They're referred to as proxy bodies. They do refer to them as having... Um, you know, a lot of sensors, they're very, very complicated machines. But they also talk about how they don't have a lot of onboard memory, they crash and reset. Um, Instead of comparing these to frames, uh, I would compare them closer to exos. In the fact that a frame at this point might already exist, we know that those basically have their own Uh, programming they function by themselves they are for all intents and purposes just basic robots Uh, they can be wiped and sent back on we know that because of uh, we know that the awoken wipe their frames periodically so that they cannot get personality or weird quirks Uh, whereas these these are actually bodies with a human consciousness so this would be more of the uh, the precursor to exos now they haven't fully transferred a person's consciousness They're laying somewhere and Rasputin, or as they say, the war mind, I think, or a war mind, as they refer to it, uh, is basically taking their their brainwaves and saving that data and uploading it into these frames. So for my understanding of this, these proxy bodies are there's something we don't have in-game, but that's also because we have future technology. So I, I envision this as basically an early form of EXO. Or this is the Ishtar's collection, uh, collective's maybe version. Uh, whether or not where they come from, we know that true EXOs come from Clovis Bray. And as we led in the read in the Black Armory Papers, uh, Clovis Bray was the only one who could correctly make EXOs. Because uh, we see that they had a little bit of a a mess up without Clovis Bray's help, so yeah, these could be either a precursor or just a uh, another science team's crack at remote control beans.
0: And see, I I kind of see these as the precursor, and it's just like a generalized, widely publicized, you know, technology. So like yeah, you know, and then Clovis, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, right. this is the and open then source Clovis practice. just took it one step further.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was th- going to say too. Open source is the best way of, of putting that. Clovis is doing their own thing in the back, but they threw out these basic frames for everyone to use. Yeah. Or maybe the frames were built, basic frames, like the robot frames are the open source template for people to to mess with. And they found a way to kind of remote, upload themselves yeah yep yep Yep. also the reason they can't go there obviously because they are in the vex they're not at the vex network but basically where they're walking is hazardous some of the reasons they talk about um they talk about obviously some of the hazards I love how it says the informational VEX elements are more dangerous and there could be a um, semiotic hazards beyond them, aggressive ideas. There we go. VEX who exist without substrate. Basically, they're walking around in VEX milk. and We know what VEX milk does to humans. Get that
1: risk runner on.
2: Yeah, exactly. If they were guardians, they'd right. be good. <laughs> if, guardians, you got two options. You stand in it and you risk runner or you pull a straight up... Um, Kabir and you'd straight drink that thing and you turn into right. a Vex and then a shield
3: I think that you know. only Kabir is doing that I don't think yeah, anyone else is doing, doing that, that. Yeah.
2: but how else would we know that the Vex were salty if not for Kabir
3: I'm sure other people have put it in their mouth before
2: Yeah, I just love that the science team is like we're going to be smart we're going to stay away we are going to make remote bodies and guardians are like I should probably drink this it's the only way to survive <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> like where oh did we God. where what? Where was the transitional period where it was like maybe I can walk in this and not die oh that hurts ooh, ooh yeah I should drink this
1: oh yeah and that'll feel a good going <laughs> right. down the throat <laughs> mm. it's mm. like drinking stinging mm. them. Um, it's like mmm delicious God. I also like that since we talked about the fact that right now they're basically all at the same point all of these simulations and the original four They discuss, you know, will all of the Chiomas and all of the Mayas stay together? You know, how will that work? Will they basically, will they break up? Will some of them die? Like what will happen? You
2: know, the sad but happy part is when we finished Aspect, we saw that all the copies that were left They
1: wanted their partner, whether they were there or not. They
2: all held hands as they were about to leave the Vex network. So unfortunately, it's very sad because we see a lot of these individuals die from their groups. But and also we get the real reason. Uh, Remember, we I think we were talking an aspect about how it seemed it was kind of crazy. They were in the Vex network just running around, but they were trying to find their way out. But it does state in this card that they were sending the copies to see what information they can glean, but also if there was a way out. So that is also why it might sound kind of odd that you sent in a bunch of, uh, what are we calling them? <laughs> Copies. And they're immediately just trying to break their way out, which because that was their goal. Their goal was to get in, get some information. It was a reconnaissance mission, kind of. Uh, they yeah. knew what they were signing up for. They knew they might not return, but the goal was to try to see what happens in the VEX network and if you can leave.
0: Oh my god. Destiny Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, there you
2: go. Oh, exactly. That's that's right. Ridiculous. They're all handing off the data chip as they die.
3: Oh no, that's just the Halo plans. Reach.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is also just Halo <laughs> oh Reach. My god. This, that's right. the last stand where you just, just have to Halo. stay alive as long as possible. Oh my god, just to get Master Chief. That's what's happening. They were just trying to get Master Chief off the planet. They did. Our ghost tries to res (laughs) Master Chief. Master Chief says, I fought enough wars for a lifetime. I'm going back to sleep. And then they res us. So, mm. we are basically the next Master Chief confirmed. I just tried all the stories together.
3: You just solved confirmed.
1: destiny.
2: Like, <laughs> solved destiny. And at is... that point, no, nothing else needs to be answered. So, no, I mean, like, we are Master episode. Chief. Oh, like, what We're else missed. do you need? We're
1: Master Chief. We're out. Yeah.
2: What do you need? Mike drop. You're Master Chief. We're not That's even going
1: to read the last card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're done. Goodbye. Screw these characters. Yeah. We're Master Chief. Goodbye. Somebody oh. get me some pasta. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I am going to read this last card, though. Yes, it's a good one. It's a good one. (laughs) But actually. All right. Ghost Fragment Vex 5. Record 0, Chasm 0. My love, I've opened this log as an apology. As a scientist, I believe in record keeping. I believe in protocols, peer review, and ethical conduct. I believe in the importance of disbelief. You know, let's run that one more time. What I'm doing here in Lhasa isn't science. It's unethical, secret, and shameful. And after what happened in Ishtar, dearest Chioma, I know you'd be furious with me for getting involved. Forty years isn't far enough to forget a day like that. But I believe it's important. The least I can do is keep a few notes for you. Record zero, chasm one. Trial one, subject one. It was an act of stupid loneliness. I used a device on myself because I... Silence for eight seconds. I missed you. We hadn't been apart for more than a year since we met. I'm not a very good wife, am I? You write me every week, even with all Hyperion's work and all Hyperion's distance keeping you from me. And I act like it's not enough. We built a device in mimicry of the VEX gateway systems from Ishtar. An observatory, yes, but I think of it as a mind ship, capable of displacing its payload across space and time. The lab is cold and isolated. We are quarantined from the world, physically and mentally. We can't send messages out. If we breach the VEX manifolds, even our words might transmit contagion. One night last month I missed you, and so I... Thought that I could look inside the device and find one of the other chiomas. I thought I could call out to one of the forks we sent out there to explore. I just wanted to send my love. Record Zero Chasm 2. Zakarat Gilmanovich Bektarev, May he rest in peace. When our probes continued to fail, when my report remained our only positive finding, he volunteered to use the device one minute of subjective experience inside we took precautions they worked bekhtarev's experience left no physical damage after we extracted him he said that he felt determined i asked him what he meant and he said that he meant it it had he had been determined he could feel all his choices set out before him like a railroad deviation was impossible he died by suicide I wonder if he was trying to make a point. Record Zero Chasm 3. We've decided not to abort. It's insane, isn't it? There are pressures on us I can't tell you about until I see you again. The purpose of the system is intelligence, you see. It's stenciled right on the hull. S-X-L-S-R. Special asset. We would very much like to make it work reliably. Our supervisory warmind has devised a drug it says will protect and prepare us. I am beginning to wonder if we were wrong about the merchant and the alchemist, or if that explanation of time was incomplete. Record Zero Chasm Nine Kind Lakva, he meditated before he went in. Nothing but deja vu and three seconds of screams. The screaming passed and he remembers nothing. The deja vu hasn't. He says it's getting better. feels that we've had this conversation only ten times before, not a thousand. I've suggested that we attempt mind forking. We need more sane people to work with. Please forgive me, my love. We are all growing superstitious. The behavior of the device is inconsistent, impossible to replicate. We turn to ritual behavior to appease it. Record Zero Chasm 31 Rajesh when he reached a displacement of eight he told us that he was dead. I believed him. He was dead. He spoke to us. It was true. Whatever he saw, it was his own future. He's fine, afterwards. When I look into his eyes, I wonder what came back, wearing his skin. But that thought is unscientific. We speak of nothing but the device. We talk about it like a demigod. When I get out of here, I know the whole world will look like a fraying veil. I think it's clear that part of the problem is substrate. We need more than flesh and drug to survive this. Record Zero Chasm 52 I heard you, my love. I was at six, oscillating on the event axis, coordinated with a known manifold. I heard you. You were talking to me. Not me, but another me. Another Maya Sundaresch. You said, my love, so many strange things have happened, and it's been so long. We've come so far. Do you even want to go home? And I said, not me, but the other me. I said, my love, I am always home. I'm resigning, my love. I'm done with this work, and I'm done with being apart from you. I'll see you again soon. I can't take this journal out with me, so I've left it for the others and asked them to continue the log. Maybe it'll become a tradition. The gospel of our little cult.
0: It's ironic that they end it that way.
2: I love this one.
0: And that's because all of these entries were record number. Chasm number. And whenever we actually look for the word chasm in lore, it's always related to these kind of entries from a certain
2: cult that we deal with. So just real quick, just I'll let you continue, but to, to show that point, Ghost Fragment Future War Cult continues this. We get into yeah. record 343,
0: chasm 7,887. Yep. That's exactly what I was pointing to. Um, <clears throat> there's also... I, I want to get Hyvin's opinion on this. Is she actually talking about the Ox machine?
2: I, that was kind of what we I was here. curious about. Um, my question has always been, is this something that Future War Call found? Or is this something that they built off of some type of protocol and basically they retrofitted from the original Ishtar Collective's experience? Because the Oxa machine, my question is, where would they have found it? Because as far as we know, that was what? The Scions had that? Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Could, well, the, and, and could the Scion's investigation of Vextech led them to making something very similar? That's what I was thinking. So it, it is, in all intensive purposes the same thing, but at a different point. Like, they just got... And I think for uh, for human... for Well, for, for Earth, I think it was based off of the Ishtar Collective team. Not that they yeah. found, like, the, the Ox machine. It, that's what I was thinking, is that...
0: It, The Ishtar Collective and the Cabal both researched the Vex tech and came up with what could essentially be cousins of each other. You know, each of them are oxa machines, but they are, there's enough differences that they're not the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that could be because of physiology, the actual biology of the, the wearers. Um, but we see that this is the actual birth of what would be humanity's oxen machine, and the birth of the future cult. Yeah. Yes. And
2: so, yeah, that what he's referring to as the ox machine. Basically, this is we're talking about. Just they're trying to develop a machine that lets them basically look into time. Um, yes. As far as how successful, it's actually weirdly quite successful the first couple subjects die and go insane because they either see their own fate or some vision of the world that they cannot handle uh, one person basically instead of forking before they send him into the machine that it looks like they send him the machine and he like forks and then in his brain he's got all those personalities so he's just got deja vu thousands of experiences like we said putting a mirror in front of a mirror he's just always seeing duplicates uh, so, it's it's kind of messed up and scary what happens to these people. Um, I would Going argue heck. that the only truly successful, they're all successful, but the last entry, I think Maya makes it through to her copies. I think she is looking on a conversation of some of their 227 copies. Yeah. She sees another Maya and Chioma talking about how they would like to return home. But they know that they're at least happy together. And I think she might have gotten through into seeing her other self. And I'm also wondering if the reason she didn't go insane is the fact that her brain is already in the NetVEX network. She had 227 simulations in there. You know. That I was somehow wondering she has some type of like convergence of, of that. Whereas these other people like forked or freaked out when they went in whereas she had kind of always been in there the whole time and she was almost connecting to one of her other uh divergent minds it's a little spin foil kind of thought there
3: see i'm wondering i I was wondering the same thing or um also having a bunch of scientists go in. scientists aren't the most stable people because we're the ones that say what no. happens if we do this thing um like, oh, let's, oh, what happens if we put these two acids together? Let's find out. Like, <laughs> scientists are, they're definitely the very curious what if of the universe. And so having a bunch of scientists put themselves into this is maybe not the best idea, just yeah. in general.
0: Well, and especially, I'm going to go right back to Zacharic. Mm hmm. Yeah, like he saw all of his life's choices just planned,
2: you know, set out predestination. In front of him. No, no choice, mm-hmm. right?
3: Some people and, believe that, like in actuality, I
2: know, yeah. Well, and and that led him to suicide. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very interesting. I wonder if he was trying to make a point that, like, he mm-hmm. wanted to control his life in some way. This, That's gotta be crazy. You see your it's... future. You are you basically see your whole life in front of you and you just you can't you can't grasp that. And then as mm. you get back to the real one or living your life, you're seeing the things that you saw in this Vex Network actually happening and you're going crazy, realizing more and more that you have no control on anything. I could see how the only thing you you'd, you'd come to think that the only control you had was your own life at that point. So, um, See, it's no, horrible. I'm that's wondering how bre- the human brain unfortunately goes to because it's vex
0: tech. I'm wondering how far the choices went. Like, is it even considering small choices?
2: Like, oh, what am I going to eat for this meal? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I was, think it was. Yeah. I think it's so detailed that he was literally seeing the smallest choices of his life being played out before him, and it's, that's enough right. to drive you insane. Yeah. Right. Which is why
3: he was
0: like, I have no choice in my life anymore. Yeah.
3: Well, just think of it like you decide, like you think you have a billion choices for food, but really you're going to eat like macaroni and cheese or like a fucking grilled cheese or like cereal or like LMS, two different kinds of pizza places. And (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, like in all reality, you only have like five or six choices. But then seeing that, like, oh, well, I had grilled cheese for dinner, and then I decided to, you know, watch Star Trek on TV or something, and then I decided this, and then I decided that. And so every single little choice of, like, but instead of watching Star Trek, I watched, I don't know, fucking Lucifer or something. So you're going, you just think of the, you, you have choice. You feel like you choices. have choice there you have infinite choices like you're going to see if you actually if it breaks down that finally you're going to have like infinite different lifetimes but you see all of them like yeah. and then that would be insane
2: yeah I, and then i was also thinking even the bigger choices relating to i've just been replaying through uh through Witcher 3 one oh, of the big relationships game. between the main char- some of the main characters uh, mm-hmm. Geralt the Witcher and Yennefer they are in a you have choices in the game, but for the extensive purposes in the in the books and the lore of it, uh, they are they they love each other. However, at some point, the reason they love each other is because a wish was made that they would always be together. So, mm-hmm. at some point, there's a side mission where one of the characters, Unifer, wants to get another jinn or like genie to literally wish that that wish was broken because right. they don't know if they truly care about each other. Because it was basically predetermined. They're forced to. So, in the same way, how can you say that any of your emotions are your own when you know that they were all predestined? So, let's say, like, how could you imagine trying to have a stable relationship when you already knew that this is the person that you were supposed to, like, marry, have kids, and you were with the whole time? You would almost Mm -hmm. feel like you were forced to be and that maybe your love wasn't genuine. So, right. That is also why you don't want to know your future, guys, because no. uh, yeah, it mess, you, mess feel you up.
3: Locked in it, yeah. I mean, I did yep. a part of me, the romantic part of me, which is very small, but it does exist a little bit. Um, thought I've seen maybe it. I small. I know you have very small things. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> small romantic energy there. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought maybe the last. Read or the last little entry at the very end was that she it wasn't that she heard her inside like i did mostly think that but the rest of it was you know she just really wanted to
2: yeah well i got a little like I, I'm, I'm on there with you with the the slight romance here in the last card and i was kind of thinking as we read this last card they were worried about how many of these um simulations would stay together Mm-hmm. and then ironically as we start this they're the two who are not together they're right. separated working like t- so far away mm-hmm. and they're not together which is like really sad that the originals didn't stick there she still has love but they're not together and i almost in my mind it's yeah. like she saw into the vex network that their um their copies going through all of that mm-hmm. crazy stuff stayed together she realized what was more important, and that yeah. is when she decided to leave and go back mm-hmm. to Chioma. And I yeah. think that is kind of beautiful.
3: I think it's beautiful. It's a great romance story. It is. Albeit kind of sad.
2: Yes. Because what? I think yeah. I was looking up Hyperion. There's a there's lot of interesting. stuff. But... isn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's also there's a moon of, of Saturn Hyperion. Um, That could be it which would still be pretty far off from... Well, we think Ishtar Collective should be on Earth because they do stuff in the tower at some point. So pretty far away, regardless if that's... But yeah. Um, well, and, and,
0: and then, so this entry, it sounded like the Ishtar Collective team had moved
2: on from the Ishtar Collective. Yeah, so, well... Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. She talks about Hyperion's space, so it makes it sound like um, a Chioma is on Hyperion. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: Yeah, so... Like they they took basically, yeah, 40 years have passed in this entry they oh. talk about. So they've taken other jobs in other locations and they, you know, they follow their work to different locations. And so they're kind of just talking remotely. You know, the saddest part, though, is this is this is kind of a love letter. This is a love letter that was never sent. Yeah. Because she specifically says she can't take this out. Hopefully yeah. she got back to her and they live happily ever after. Um, but we don't exactly know. And the only thing I wanted to keep up is, as I mentioned, if you follow some of the old D1 information, there's a lot of, I think there's a couple different entries, but as I brought out, Ghost Fragment Future War Cult, you know, we're in the record 200, I mean, 343, Chasm 7,887. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It is a very, very interesting card. Um, basically, stuff is, the same stuff is still happening. Um,. And a small ghost is kind of watching from the corner. But one I wanted to comment on, just from this, real quick, is record three forty three chasm seven thousand eight hundred eighty nine, the device in, device at twelve twenty two, and immediately, the device reported displacement of his consciousness, visions of war and the city in flames. Subject twenty nine worked the supply channel on the slip before he joined the war cult. By twelve twenty seven, he was babbling by. In record, I find it very interesting that this was written in a uh, Destiny in two thousand five, and they are talking about future War Cult doing experiments that are looking into the future where the city is in flames and in war. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's very interesting that you know what did we have at the very beginning of D two, everything's in flames,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we are in literally the red war. That's so true. two things. Number one, I. Th- Find it awesome that Bungie was planning this. People say Bungie's just been flying by the seat of their pants. I would I would say probably no. maybe they didn't have everything down, but they had a basic story, because this yeah. is some years ago. And also yeah. number two, as crazy as this device is making people, it's it's working to a degree. Yeah. They're seeing the future. And then the crazy thing is who actually powers this device? Is it the Vex? Where do the Vex get their powers? Because remember, we had weird visions of the pyramid ships and all kinds of stuff that's going on. We thought maybe it was the Traveler giving us visions. Who's to say maybe it's not the Darkness giving us visions? We've had weird visions from the Darkness. The Vex worship kind of the Darkness, the Black Heart. They have the power to see in the future. I'm just saying this takes the Darkness spin foil down a long rabbit hole that I'm not about to get on. But I just thought it was very interesting <laughs> yeah. that in 2015, Bungie was already kind of seeding the insanity in our brains right. for us crazy lore spin foilers. Oh, yeah.
3: That was great. Yeah. So did you like it?
2: I love this book. Yeah. I do, too. I not know what else to say. I haven't read it since you
3: one, and I, so I totally forgot about it. So I'm glad we did this.
2: I love Vex 4. It's just it's a long card. But it's beautiful and it's kind of like the first, what, three entries are like this kind of crazy, just interesting story, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then you got this kind of like, it's that story where it left it Mm open-ended for you to kind of think about, but you kind of had an ending. Um, And then we never expected it, but we ended up getting it tied to Aspect eventually. And I thought Mm -hmm. that that was a good uh, tie-in that still left me to like fill in some of the gaps in my own head for the story. But Aspect answered some questions and built in it in a perfect way that it didn't just like m- kill the original story. You know, sometimes you get a sequel to a movie and you're like, I kind of just killed everything because they, they I, took all of the like magic out of the story, all of the like interest. They made it so basic. So I think that they did a really good job with tying this thing together. I agree. Um, it, it's fun to
0: see. Cause like I hadn't really dove into the Vex cards before. I mean, I browsed them, but I never actually did a deep dive read. Um, But like, it's, it's, I first dove into aspect and it was like, Oh, Hey, these are the Ishtar collective characters. And then I started researching from there. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun to see the origins of that lore book Mm -hmm. and I like Sunda Rush and Essie they've got a a sweet romance but it's it's
3: heartbreaking
0: but it's
2: not at the same time they went through a lot of crap but some of them always ended up together if they were able to the only thing that broke them up in the end was literally death Exactly.
0: Or mundane life.
2: Right. Well, they went, They got back together, though, at the end of this card.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: She said she couldn't take it anymore. She was heading back to her, so they all ended up together at the end. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so I liked it. And it was fun to see the origins of the Oxen machine for the future war
2: cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you, Orkin? I
3: liked it too. Um, I really like, and we've talked about this briefly before, but I really like stories that are kind of, I don't know, they really do tell a story, and they're not flowery bullshit. And this is one that just has a lot of dialogue, has a lot of feeling. It, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a scientist, so like I understand the mindset of a lot of these people. Um and kind of the push to do the science over kind of the safety of everyone
2: involved. Anyone who appreciates, like, <laughs> logic and understanding yeah. that kind of drive, it, it, mm-hmm. it's very fitting.
3: Yeah, but I I get the that passion that they have for trying to figure a thing out. And um, I, I love, like, Chioma and Maya are so cute together.
2: <laughs> they are.
3: So... Yeah, I would love to
2: get Mrs. Hyvin's thoughts on this, but I think she's fallen asleep. Probably, she was not feeling well. Um, I think she is. Why this story is sad? I think for she would say, uh, I think she'd like it. We talked. Uh, I know she she likes very different stories than I do, though. So it did have a happy ending, which is why I think maybe she would like it. But Mm -hmm. it, yeah, maybe we can ask her next week. She probably didn't. I don't think she was awake for these last two card though.
0: She was awake for the last one because she commented that it was really long.
2: Yeah, just not this. <laughs> the, sorry, the final card we just read. Right. Yes, yes. All right. Well, with that, we will finish out the episode with our shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Elemist, shout-outs. You, you, think of the episode we're doing. you got to have your first shout-out. Oh, yeah. Shout-out Ishtar Collective.
0: Okay. My boo, Baxter. Um. Yeah what orchid
2: what don't at me read a shirt orchid
3: (laughs) i just have a normal shirt on today
2: (laughs) says bitch did i stutter
3: oh that's i see i like
2: so um
0: (laughs) yeah it's the stuttering comedian i I I had like an ishtar
3: collector shirt on or that you were talking about one of mine because that's all i wear no i I did talk to baxter this week he's good how's he doing He's fine. You're just saying hi. Yeah, he is.
0: That's for sure. <laughs> Sweet. Um. But also, I know he's not gonna hear this, but shout out to my brother-in-law. He got pulled into some some really bad shit, and he's dealing with it. Long story short, it seemed like a police officer was racist. And his one of the people who he considered a friend no longer considers them a friend. Um, he did some illegal shit. I'm not going to state it or anything because yeah, you don't got to go into detail, yeah. yeah. Um, but my brother in law was pretty much being harassed by. The officer, like, "Hey, you're not being completely truthful, are you?" And he just, like, completely broke down earlier this week, and we, my brother and I, spent four hours just trying to get him to relax. So I'm, I'm shouting out my brother-in-law. Yeah, he had a rough. Yes,
2: week. life is hard. Yeah, that's gotta be. It's rough. When there's really nothing you can do to, to help yourself in a situation like that, and you try to try to get through. So, well, good. Yeah. For being there, man.
3: Sorry. Hi. You're
2: fine. Is, is it my? Uh, is, yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> um, I didn't really have anything in mind, so. Thanks for everyone. Shout out to everybody who has been watching me play Halo and laughing with me because it's not going well thank you Elmis. i know you have and been teaching there.
2: you the joys of running over marines and flipping warthogs and yes. causing we'll chaos talk. that's half the <laughs> game right? half the half. game are you playing by yourself because the, yes. the other half of the game is getting in with friends and just going crazy running each other over with tanks and warthogs and blowing each other up friendly fire is that's that's so much fun in that game <laughs> Oh my god. Like flipping warthogs when you got your homie on the back of the turret trying to like save them and you're like flipping them in circles and their camera is just rotating ridiculously fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: I look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, For now, it's just been me. I've been playing by myself. um, And it's been fun. I know that I'm supposed to be listening to to Cortana to tell me how to like do things.
2: I'll get on and play Halo with you. I'll stream uh, with you. I play on Xbox. Like so. snipe. Oh, you're doing it on Xbox.
3: Yeah, I'm playing on Xbox. Oh, Xbox. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you but, should be listening to Cortana, especially hey, when she calls you. Some... Like, hey, you have a sniper rifle. You should use it.
3: I have a, I have some crispy fucking snipes on that stream, though. Oh,
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, I'm I have a, it on. I'm a good I have, sniper. I do have it on Halo. Xbox. Actually, it's just free on PC. From also, if you have a. Game yeah price.
3: my game my save game is on my xbox so i have to keep doing it on my xbox for now
2: it's cross we'll see. i think it's cross save
3: it's um it's not cross I, play that would be really cool no it's not i wish it was that cross really play. Cool. no when i stream from my xbox and use a capture card it takes processing power off of my computer
2: oh yeah so that's I don't why you drop frames yeah, the- makes sense. So yeah.
3: a lot of times that's why I stream from my Xbox, even though I'd rather play it on PC. But
2: yeah, yep, deal with your hardware. <clears throat> yep. Oh, good, good.
3: It's oh, cool. my my workaround. Except Destiny, well, I'm never gonna it. play that on Xbox again. <laughs> no.
2: Very nice. Well, any other wow. shoutouts for your yourself? Xbox
0: clan is gonna be sad.
3: I know I'm the only one who plays on PC. Except for Sam. Oh, shout out to Atlantis Wash. He got his solo Flawless Prophecy also. Good job.
0: Yay. And he did it on Hunter, didn't he?
3: Yeah, that's hard. What are you Doing it a Warlock do? is, is an easy mode for babies.
2: Oh, yeah. Everyone always does all that stuff on Warlock. So disappointed.
3: Because Warlock guys... can live forever.
0: Yeah, it's...
2: yeah.
3: Devour is cheat mode.
2: <laughs> oh, my God,
0: yes.
3: That's what I use. I do <laughs> everything on my devour. Titan. Devour.
2: Maybe that's why life's harder. While while
0: all the stuff was going on with my my brother-in-law, and he's in party chat just laying it all out to us, I jumped into Prophecy, and I ended up getting to Ribbon Road before I had my first death.
3: That's amazing. Keep going, dude. I told you. I got got killed by by a (laughs) stupid phalanx. I got killed All by right. phalanxes there? I got. Do you want to know what happened when I got? You guys I are going to go down this tangent boss. for a long time, nope. aren't you? Nope. This is really quick. I got uh, to the boss. Okay. I okay. got to the boss. Uh-huh. Boss room. I had already done mm-hmm. damage twice, and then nice. I got killed by a scion because I punched Oof. it to get my devour back, and I died instead because bungee logic because it, it bugged.
2: So. It's like you punched a cursed thrall. No, no, just, no. A it's just,
3: just a scion. It was just a scion, and then I died right. instead of the scion dying. You
2: know, it's it's just it's it's the laws of uh, it's it's the force. The you laws punched it so yeah. You yeah. no, you punched it so hard that equal force that came back it. at you. <laughs> because you know, I scions maybe... are clearly brick walls. <laughs> I thought maybe the scion had backwards. like
3: feedback fence on or something. Yeah,
2: hey, that's what it was. That's, that's what it was. was. Yeah. If we can wear, um. Oryx's ass has a hat then yep. <laughs> they <laughs> wear us wait oh yeah we already said that the vex are full of humans so why can't the taken there you go yeah cool there's my shout out to being full of humans
3: i was gonna say your mom is full of humans but <laughs> oh, my
2: god all right i don't think i have any particular shout outs this week shout out to everyone who <laughs> listens and provides <laughs> feedback we do appreciate the wonderful feedback we get um and the criticism the love the everything we really just appreciate it and so that takes me back into a reminders if you would like to send any of that please please do that and on twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid at mrs underscore hyven at i underscore am underscore elemist and or you could email us if that's more your cup of tea guardians underscore lore at outlook.com and you can find some of the random visuals we sometimes discuss on our instagram guardians of lore so like i said leave us a review a critique a love story uh, a request for um, special christmas cards from orchid yeah I'm just kidding <laughs> i don't know i don't know if she's still doing that i'm still uh, doing but yeah.
3: it flick on my twitter <laughs> the form is there you want a i'm i'm hand cutting these christmas cards Oh, so man. they're pop up cards. Oh,
2: wow. Orchid, I've had a pumpkin spice latte every day since they've come out. So that's my uh, shout out you to Really? The... Yes.
3: Ours doesn't have them until September 1st.
2: We started them at Starbucks. And uh, also, 7 Eleven had pumpkin spice, like brewed coffee. It was really Ooh. good. And the 7 Eleven right up the street from me has it. So I can go get that. that sounds really I added good. whiskey and hazelnut creamer to it. And oh. I had a fantastic night of Valorant. It was very fun. Oh, my God. That sounds and delicious.
3: delicious. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm going to have to no. go do that. So, also, you can join our Discord and leave reviews there. Just talk to us about lore. Talk to us about foolishness and uh, fun. So, with that, we are signing off. We will see you guys later. Take care.
3: Bye.
1: These bitches thought I was sleeping. And guess what? I was. This is me editing but since I'm editing, I'm going to take the liberty to let you know that yes, I did find this book interesting. Liked it? Not sure, because eh, I can't really say it had the happy ending of am before. The other liberty I'll be taking with my extra time is, bum bum bum, goodbye! working interface with the spectrum with the specimens and the fuck hold on i'm a working interface <laughs> with
2: the fuck <laughs> okay. that's what i just you heard got this
0: you got this
1: okay no i don't need any kind of a ep- fucking goddamn fuck ep- i'm trying to like read through this like it's dialogue and then there's goddamn fucking words i don't know epistemology epistemology a pe- epistemology. There you go.
2: I pissed. Fucking epistemology. Epistemology.
1: Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Tell me to read that again. No, you're fine. I'll 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 edit this in post. Jeez. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, okay.
3: You sound so professional.
1: <laughs> right. You know. So goddamn fucking professional.
0: Right. <gasps> fuck. <sighs> fuck.
1: Babe, you weren't gonna breathe, fuck there, Taco Bell. Oh, all right, yeah, that is the hand who was on the cat. Close enough. The question was, which one of you was masturbation? Because I'm drugs, obviously. No, that's elephant. You're also
3: masturbation, yeah, but I'm drugs more than anyone else's, so that's true.
1: Okay, anyways, that's a nice blooper. Um,
2: I'm masturbation. <laughs> No, you're... I'm wrong. Dirty Dan. I'm
1: no, this is... Pitch trick. Trick.
2: No, I'm Dirty Dan. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay. It's running a... Spectri- spectacularly. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Spectacular. It's running a... a
0: spectacularly.
1: Yeah. Well, my brain's not running spectacularly. <laughs> So there's that. I to get you a Vex mind. I told you to just let me sleep on the goddamn couch you're for doing this. <laughs> you're
0: doing a good job. You're doing great. You're
1: fine. I'm going to hate myself later when I'm editing this. Um.
0: You're doing great. Breathe. You got just this. Just clap
1: before you're going to start Take reading it again so you can see it. No, it's okay. I'm I'm pretty good at finding this shit now. Unless you take a particularly ruthless approach to the problem of casual folks, yes, casual. they are us.
2: Causal.
4: Shut up. Force.
1: Causal. Causal yeah. folks.
2: Causal folks. Well, Forks. I Forks. am
1: fucking dyslexic. Casual Causal folks. Force. I like that. Toki. F- fucking stop it. Yeah, fucking Toki. <sighs> t- okay. Uh, okay,
3: sorry.
0: The hierarchy. You're fine. How should I say that? Profane beep, profanity? Beep.
3: I would just do beep, okay. beep. Well, I'll just be like... a <clears throat> Actually, it would be funny if you uh put like a beep over it and just we say whatever you want. Oh, my God, I'll be like yes. I'll be a chicken liquor or something and just like
1: beep over it. <laughs> Please say chicken liquor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Babe, just use your quack sounds. Just the basic, just quack. Yeah.
1: Quack quack. No, Take just one. Quieter, you though. can't
2: have them on... <laughs> Okay.
1: There's two. Profane profanity.
0: Well,
2: I'll be a profan- Fuck. You don't even have to (laughs) say anything. You You don't even have to say anything. She'll she'll beep it. Or you could say cuntratch supreme. Yeah, just- The Lore Network.
4: Hey guys, it's Green from Focus Fire Chat. Have you guys ever wanted to listen to just the lore? Like, spend a few minutes consuming the lore in an audio format? Well, my new podcast, Destiny Lore Audiophile, does just that. Destiny Lore Audiophile is a podcast where the lore of Destiny is recorded and presented in an audiobook format. No commentary, just pure, sweet lore. Episodes will be about 30 minutes long and released every Thursday. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audio file on Podbean and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile, where the audio file has a PH instead of an F. Readings of the Singular Exeget, Marasena, Books of Sorrow, and more are already queued up and ready to drop, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single performance of Destiny Lore Audio file. See you there.